Freddie Bell in the morning, Chantel in the morning, uh, Twin Cities, good morning. Uh, you are now locked in with the best. The sound of the city, that's a bad. North side to the south side, uh, locked in 89.9. Uh, get your day started with the right team. Freddie Bell, Chantel, baby, what a dream. All the hottest music, and we got the tea. Take a sip every single morning of the week. Six it was blazing, but you expect we the people station. Uh, so come on today and make sure you're tuned to KMOJ. Uh, it ain't none better than this. Been rocking in the city since '76. Here's where we get Fitzgerald the King. If you agree, let me hear y'all sing. Freddie Bell in the morning, Chantel in the morning, Twin Cities good morning. Uh, 89.9, wake up, work out. Freddie Bell in the morning, Chantel in the morning. Twin Cities, good morning. 89.9, wake up, work out, come on. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you on this fifth day of March, I'm sorry, May 2023. Hey, I, I got discombobulated here. My uh, sound levels are just nuts in here because I did it to myself. I just, I'm discombobulated because it's May. It is May. We were waiting for May to get here, but now it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. May. Slow down. I actually sat outside for more than an hour yesterday. Yeah. It was so wonderful. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing when the weather's like this. Oh my gosh. Changes lives. What's the color of the day? Great green is the color of the day today. And shout out to St. Paul and Minneapolis. Thanks for waking up with the morning team. We love you. We do. And did you know that green is a color of mental health awareness month? Indeed, indeed. Yeah. So congratulations to all the folks who are health professionals and those folks who are availing themselves to this kind of resource. It's a wonderful thing. And here are today's words of the wise. Every end is a beginning. Even when one chapter of our life closes, there's always a new one waiting to begin. The idea behind today's words of the wise is that nothing in life stays the same forever. And that change is a constant part of our existence. Embracing this perspective can be empowering, especially when facing difficult or challenging times. With this thought, we can look ahead to what can be. If we can find the courage, Chantel, to see every end as a beginning, mm-hmm. I think we can unlock the potential for a rich and fulfilling life. I agree with you. It's a tough thing, though, because when you, you you know change is is hard for a lot of people. You know, it's inevitable, but it can be tough. And That's you because can't it's see. hard to forecast, right? They exactly. Can't see. You can't see what's going to happen, so you're just nervous and anxious, and you want to believe the, 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 for the best. But some people are better at it than others, I would say. It's a skill. It's a skill set that has to be developed. I agree. But it's difficult when you're drinking beer during Cinco de Mayo, (laughs) you know, celebrating uh, the United (laughs) States heritage and pride, you know, every year at this time. It's tough. (laughs) It's tough tough to see change when you're drinking beer. (laughs) That's right. It's tough to see change when you're drinking anything, really. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) This is Cinco de Mayo, and it's not to be confused with Mexico's independence on September 16th in the United States businesses celebrate the day by offering Mexican products and services with an emphasis on beverages, food and music, and even culture, which is what I think is a big part of all of this is the culture. In the 1860s, the Civil War erupted and these communities took up the banner of the Cinco de Mayo celebration as a way to celebrate the cause of freedom and democracy. 
So happy Cinco de Mayo. Rich history, rich, rich history there. Yeah, I try to share that with everybody. We're an education station. Appreciate that. Speaking of education, you have a special guest. Indeed. It's always fun to hear from Christine Tucci Osorio, Superintendent of Schools District 622. And uh, good morning, Christine. How are you? Happy Friday. Good morning to both of you. Happy Friday as well. It's great to be on the radio with you guys on a bright, sunny day. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, it's great. It's always a pleasure. Uh, so talk about what's going on, what's new, what's welcome back first and foremost. Uh, but what's on your mind today? What do you got going on over there? Well, I loved this idea, Freddie, of new beginnings. You know, I always tell I have a couple of, of principals who are first year school. And I've, and I've been telling them lately. The beautiful thing about education is you get a do-over. You get another track. You know what I mean? Like, actually, you get to go end. Every year ends, a new year begins. You learn lessons, and you get to be better the next time around. So I love new beginnings, and um, it's a pretty cool thing in our business anyway, in the world of education. But we're talking right now about strategic planning, which is also about a new beginning. So we're going to, right now we're digging into a whole um, revamp of our strategic plan. We were Our last strategic plan for our school district was created in 2016. And we were going to, they're supposed to last like three to five years, right? And, mm-hmm. and we were going to refresh it several years back, but then we kind of got hit with this little thing in the pandemic. <laughs> and so we postponed <laughs> that work for a little while because at that point our brains couldn't think three to five years out. We were thinking three to five days out at that point. So <laughs> Here we go. We're back into uh, diving into strategic plan work, just like other organizations. Schools also do that kind of a thing. So we're working on that right now, and we're really excited for a new beginning. So what does it look like? What goes into developing, uh, Christina, a a district strategic plan? And can you kind of walk us through that for people who are not in education? We don't kind of understand fully what that means. Yeah. So, like, basically, if you think about the strategic plan as, you know, what do we really want to focus in on in the next three to five years? What do we want to get better at? And so one of the ways we go about it, we start by gathering a bunch of perception data from our community. How do they feel about our schools, right? So what are their experiences in our school? In order to build a really good plan, we have to hear from the people that we're serving. And so we're working to collect input from students, staff, families, even community members who don't have kids in our schools, but they live in our school district boundaries, you know, they're taxpayers. We want to know what they think as well. So we do this collecting of their ideas in a lot of different ways. You know, we do um, surveys, of course, lots of surveys, but you know, surveys people don't typically respond to in high numbers. If, If they're not super motivated, they get an email or something. So we really go out of our way to have different events that bring people together. So like roundtable discussions and uh, we have lots of different interviews with people going on. We've got a World Cafe model in our high schools where we just did one at North High School in North St. Paul last week or this past week and we're going to do one at Harton High School in a couple weeks but we're bringing you know a couple hundred kids to table groups and just you know having discussions about you know kind of what works well for you in the school system what hasn't worked well and what ideas do you have and we do this with families and staff groups and Lots and lots and lots and lots of meetings and interviews to get people's perception because we don't, we can't just go in a back room and write a strategic plan that's going to be effective if we don't actually hear what our community needs from us first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree fully. I think that's good that you say that you, you know, you gather the students, the families, the staff, these are the people that you're serving. So who better to tell you what they need, what they feel like they need, they want changed, 
um, and what they might just want to be the same. And it's a lot of perspectives exactly. that you got to collect. Uh, so then what yep. happens after you get all of this data? Well, it's going to be interesting. So we're pulling together this really big group of people, and I'm talking like 30 to 40 people, and they're going to be representatives from all our different stakeholder groups. So, so some parents, some students, high school students, some community members, retirees, you name it. We're going to have a big group of people together, and we're going to spend a whole day organizing all this raw data, like, you know, those chart papers we collect, the surveys, responses, and we're going to organize them into themes or different buckets, like, you know, what, what are the big priorities of the community at this time? So we also really take a look to see, you know, when we're combing through that data, whose voices are we missing here? And, you know, we want to make sure that we're representative of the community that we serve. So then as we kind of go through all of that, all that perception data, we're going to organize it into themes, and then we're going to dovetail it with a bunch of other data that we have, like outcome data. First and foremost, of course, is achievement data. How well are our kids learning? We are a school system. That's our first goal. And looking at graduation data, maybe behavior suspension data, what's our rate of course failures and pass rates for each course we offer, attendance data, and even enrollment trends. And then we even look at staff data. So how well are we recruiting, retaining staff, particularly staff of color? And then what it, is, it, is it trending upward or downward? And, and really, really honing in on demographic data so that we're clear about how we're doing in certain areas. So then from there, this committee is going to put together those broad goals, woven together with um, that, that other outcome data I mentioned, and then ultimately start drafting some versions of the plan. And then, of course, we'll have to keep going back and sending that back out to our community to say, okay, here's the themes that are emerging. Is there anything else we're missing? I think that a really good strategic plan does a lot of feedback loop with the community. So it's not, you know, written by some people who are out of touch with what our community needs and wants from us. That's a lot of data, Christine. And I, I, would, I, <laughs> I know. Man. I'm worn out. Right, exactly. I don't even want to hear more data. I know, but data. you got you to be honest. It is really <laughs> fun. We did it with the kids. Some of the things they're writing on their chart paper. I had three <laughs> different chart papers that said, less chicken in the cafeteria. Oh, man. I go, what's up with the chicken? They're like, we eat chicken all the time. I was like, okay, good to know. Write that down. We'll take they want to eat that. chicken. <laughs> They don't want it so much oh, chicken. They that, want some different things. That, that is so fun. No more chicken, please. <laughs> Write that I down. I know. And literally, and then, of course, of course, these kids are all talking. to just like, yeah. So then that became like a major theme of one of my group of students. That is so funny. <laughs> but hey, fun. they tell us what they think. That's the, best, that's the beauty of it. Right. Write that down. No more chicken. Write it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. That's a big project, but it sounds like it's kids very necessary. Fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah. And if, any, if anybody's going to tell you what they really feel, it will be kids. Okay? They do not That's go back. That's right. You know it. You know it. <laughs> well, it's a, it sounds like a big project, but much needed um, for the District of 622. Uh, any final thoughts, Christine? Anything else going on? Yeah, just a couple quick things. If you live in the East Metro area, we're having a really cool multicultural fair next Tuesday, May 9th. It's from 6 to 8 p.m. at Tartan High School. There's going to be student art and performances. Everyone is welcome. It should be a really cool event. And then finally, if anybody's looking for summer jobs out there, there are a lot of opportunities. You can look at, if you're in the East Metro, you can look at District 622, but any school district around you, there are so many uh, summer programs now going on, and so we need people to work in these. So if, if you know of anyone, even if it's a, an adult, a college student, a even high school students, you know, take a look at your job posting for your local school districts because there's a lot of opportunities out there. 
Good stuff. We definitely want to keep the children and the young people busy during the summer. Keep them productive. That's right. Yeah, they can make some money, <laughs> yep. you know, so they won't keep asking you for money for Uber and for Uber Eats and all of that. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yep. <laughs> My is son, it, yeah. What would you say, Freddie? I was going to say, is there a chance to get a job during the summer? It, yeah. Absolutely. Plenty of summer jobs. Jamez is 21 and he has a whole job and he still asks me for small amounts that doesn't make sense. Like, Mom, can you just give me like, like cash out me like $4? Like, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> well, see, there's a whole theory. It's easier to spend your money than to spend right. their own Always. money. Always. Anytime I'm telling him, like, you can buy it, Jamez. You have the money. Mom, I, <laughs> I can't do it right now. I cannot afford it right now. <laughs> yep. It's the way to go, I tell you. I hear it here at home. <laughs> Christine, if we missed any information, where can we get the details about what's going on at the district, especially with your strategic plan? Yes, just look at isd622.org and, and reach out if you're interested in getting involved and you live over on our end of town because there's we're, there's lots of opportunity. We need we need lots of voices. All right. That's Christine Tucci-Osorio this morning on KMLJ from the wonderful District 622 sharing with us what's going on on the East Metro. Thanks for being with us this morning on this Friday. Have a great, have a great Friday. Thank you, too. you. You too. That's good stuff. Lots happening over there. But I Man. definitely encourage people, like she said, in whatever district you're in, to look into those summer jobs. Keep the young people productive and, and teaching them work ethic. You know, get them started early. She's got a full 360 program going on over there. Absolutely. She does. Hard-working, hard-working lady. Love it. Up next, we got Young Blue on the way, plus King Combs and Summer Walker and your chance to win Mother's Day Comedy Jam tickets. All that and more. A special guest interview coming up next as well. This is Freddie and Chantel. Freddie and Chantel in the morning. I love them in the morning. And today's R&B and throwbacks all day.